Welcome to Access Health Radio. Thank you for joining us on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF on this Sunday afternoon. Once again, we are joined by Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician and CEO of Access Healthcare in Apex. We always like to acknowledge the companies that support our program, Doc. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic prescriptions directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than the big box pharmacies. They are a North Carolina pharmacy, but they will mail medications across the country to any state. And during this COVID-19 pandemic, it doesn't make sense to stand in line uh, with a bunch of potentially sick people when you can get your medicine delivered to your doorstep at a lower cost. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, if folks want more information on today's show or your practice in Apex, where can they go to find out that? Uh, If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their questions answered on the show, uh, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And if they want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or they can call us at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And after the show, if they miss part of it or if they have a family member that would like to hear the show, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com or We are also uh, stockpiling those on our uh, website at accesshealthradio.com. This week on Access Health Radio, we're pleased again to have audio prostologist Victoria Bretan back again from Down East Hearing Care Associates. And Victoria, what will you be discussing today? This time of the year, you're going to find patients sweating their hearing aids out. The sweat's going to get into the microphone, which is going to cause problems with the microphone working properly. So it's going to sound muffled to the individual when they're trying to hear other people. So you want to dry those hearing instruments out. So you either use a dry chamber that actually draws moisture out, bring it to the office, and let someone clean it for you professionally. So can you cause more problems if you try to clean it out on your own? Uh, yes, a lot of times. So get in there and try to clean it, and then they end up taking the hearing aid apart and can't get it back together. They're not able to use the product. So if you're a question about how your hearing aid is supposed to function, you're not really sure what you need to do, best thing is just come into the office, sit down, and talk with the specialist. We'll go over everything with you, the ins and the outs, and show you how to take care of your hearing instrument properly. I'd imagine daily maintenance of your hearing instrument is really what you'd recommend. So what would that daily routine look like? Well, the performance of your product is going to be important. If you have a lot of wax in your ears, if you're a waxy person, you get a lot of skin in your ears, you're going to get a lot of stuff debris into the receiver of your hearing aid. So on a daily basis, not at nighttime, but in the morning time, what you want to do is get you a nice brush, like toothbrush, and brush the tip of the product that goes inside of the ear canal. And what it does help keep that debris from building up onto the receiver and causing the issues that you're going to have by blocking that receiver. Patients should clean their hearing aids every day. You should do that in the morning time, not at night, because at night it's wet and gooey. Overnight, it becomes dry and brittle. So when you go to brush it, it just falls back out of the hearing instrument. But you should do that every day. But you should come into the office and have a professional clean it for you at least every three to four months. We're going to get in there. We're going to take the hearing aid apart. We're going to start cleaning these parts individually and start replacing these parts as we go. 
nothing lasts forever. So what is the expected longevity of these instruments? Well, some companies try to fit hearing instruments every three to five years. When I work with technology, I try to make sure the patient's hearing aid is going to push out for at least eight to ten years is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So when the patient comes in, they know that their hearing aid is going to last them over a long period of time, a longevity. They're not going to pay, you know, two or three thousand dollars and come back here and change their hearing aid out in three years. They're going to be eight to ten years before they change out their product. Some people have amplifiers and some more sophisticated digital hearing aids. Are, are there any differences in how they're maintained? As far as maintenance and cleaning, yes, you're going to do the same thing because the product's actually going inside of the ear canal. Now, when it comes to an amplifier, amplifier just amplifies everything the same. So the floor is amplified, the ceiling is amplified. So when you turn everything, turn that floor up to here, you're turning the ceiling up as well, which makes it too loud. So a lot of people do not wear amplifiers. Um, if you wear an amplifier, it's mostly the person has worn the amplifier for a long period of time. And what we found, those who wear amplifiers, their hearing shifts very quickly because they don't have anything there to maintain the hearing. They're just amplifying everything without protecting the hearing at the same time. When you're dealing with a hearing instrument that's digitally controlled, you have a floor and a ceiling to that product that can be manipulated. So you have your threshold, which is the floor of how the person actually hears soft, soft sounds, and then you have a ceiling to the hearing aid, which is the maximum tolerance level of the hearing aid. So we measure that floor and that ceiling to make sure that the patient is never uncomfortable with what they're hearing, and they don't have to worry about the hearing aid shifting their hearing. And that's the difference between an amplifier and a digitally programmable hearing aid. You can be very specific and save that person's hearing by going something that's more programmed to that person's impairment versus just putting a one-size-fit-all kind of product on the patient. But there is a bit of difference in cost in what they deliver, right? Correct. Amplifiers, real cheap. You're going to get it real cheap. Um, you can get them between about 100 to $400, um, but they will ruin your hearing. Amplifiers are strictly for short-term use. Your hearing aid broke down, now you need something just to use temporarily. Or your hearing aid is not working today, now you, you need something to use temporarily to your hearing aid is actually fixed. It's almost uh, the way I see it is like bifocals. You got reading glasses. You need reading glasses? Okay, go, go to the drugstore and go buy you some reading glasses. But if you need reading glasses and you need distance, then you may need a trifocal. That's where you're going to go to somebody who's going to customize a product more for your eyes. Same thing with your hearing. An amplifier is going to over-amplify background noise and other sounds that are around you. So by the time you get the volume up to where you actually can hear and understand someone, everything else is too loud. Then you're going to find yourself turning it right back down. And if you're not turning it back Back down and it's too loud, you're hurting yourself. You're meeting a threshold that's going to shift your hearing, and that's not what you want. So when you go with something that's digitally programmable, it's, it's made for your impairment. We measure your low levels and your high levels. We make sure your tolerance level is never met, so you don't have to worry about the hearing aid shifting your hearing and pushing your hearing even worse. And most people don't realize... Hearing aids do not keep you from losing your hearing, but they can shift your hearing if you're not fit properly. And that's why specialists are important. If we weren't important, if a hearing instrument specialist was not important, you wouldn't need one. A hearing specialist is important so we can fit you properly and you not lose your hearing within a short period of time. We want to maintain what you have. The main thing that a hearing aid does is it stimulates the hair cells, fires those hair cells to the brain so the brain can do your hearing for you. 
Your ears do not do your hearing. Your brain does. So when your brain goes a long period of time without hearing properly, you end up with auditory deprivation, where you start losing the ability to understand speech for what it really is. So what hearing aids do is it brings you back into the real world. It gives you the true value of the sound again. So now the brain is interpreting the word for what it is. So instead of you somebody saying, oh, well, let's go out on a date tonight, and you say gate, that G and that D are so close, you actually hear the word date instead of gate. So it'll actually help reprogram your brain. But if you go out and be misfit, you're going to have problems. You're going to struggle for long periods of time. And that's why we try to encourage patients, see a specialist, get your hearing hearing test done, have your specialist go in there and set something up that's specifically for you, not something you just reach over on the counter and pick it up and put it in your ears. You're not doing yourself any justice. In our next segment, we'll find out about those more sophisticated hearing instruments and what they offer patients. You are tuned to Access Health Radio on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Every third Sunday, we visit with hearing rehabilitation specialist and audioprasthologist Victoria Brattan with Downeast Hearing Care Associates. In our last segment, I got the message that amplifiers should not be a permanent solution. I've been doing this for 26 years. I mean, I've done. I've gone from amplifiers, uh, fitting amplifiers, to analog hearing aids, to analog digital hearing aids, from digital to digital hearing aid. I mean, the digital world. And and I know people might say that sounds a little confusing, but analog and digital. The hearing aid was analog, but the programming and the software is digital. And as years went by, as we got into our two thousands, the hearing aids went from analog digital to actually digital to digital. So you're dealing with a digital hearing aid with digital programming so the technology is just so far in advance why would you go to an amplifier an amplifier some of them don't have any kind of trim pots trim pots are like little spots on the product where you can use a little tool that will allow you to manipulate the sound of the product Mm -hmm. i got really good with amplifiers back in the day but patients didn't like amplifiers if they had a high-frequency hearing loss because you were over-amplifying. And if you over-amplify, they're going to reject it. They're going to put it in the drawer. So, Or you're going to hear a lot of feedback. That's that <whistles> sound that hearing aids make. You know, that's a bad thing. You don't want to have to deal with that. So when you're fitted more like a glove, you're going to be a happy person. You don't feel like you've wasted your money. You know, some people come in with amplifiers and have four or five different amplifiers. Why do you have four or five different? Well, I wear this one when I go to church. I wear this one when I go to work. I wear this one when I go. Why do you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's because they're not fitted properly. If you get fit properly, if you ever get fit properly, you'll never go back to an amplifier. You'll be like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Get my hearing back to what you want, not what I want, but what you want, and fit it more like a glove. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to be the happiest with products. Let's talk about the -the over-the-ear hearing aid as opposed to the invisible kind? Well, they have their advantages and disadvantages. When you have a hearing instrument in the ear canal and it's a one piece, that's one of your advantages is you don't have to worry about multiple parts that you have to worry about replacing on your instrument. The other thing is the product goes down inside of the ear canal, you get directionality better. You're going to hear better. It's going to sound more natural to you. When you start moving the hearing aid out of the ear and over the top of the ear, then you get wind noise. You get scraping 
shape, you know, the hair or the glasses against the hearing aid or, or your hat against your hearing aid. So you got your pros and your cons. Um, when you got a smaller hearing instrument that's in the ear, you can't get the hearing aid as powerful as you can with something over the ear. So the, the most powerful stuff you're going to get is over the ear. So you got your pros and cons. You just have to figure out what you think you're going to be able to deal with the most or deal with the best. If we find that we fit you with a product, you're not happy with it, we take the product back. We look at a different style. How can we fix it? How can we make it more to what you want it to do? So, yes, sir, you do have your advantages, disadvantages, but most of the hearing instruments, when they're fitted, they're fitted to that person. Where I can wear a small hearing aid, you would not be able to wear a small hearing aid. Where I would need, you know, assistant listening device with my hearing aids, where you would not need assistant listening device with yours. So it all depends on the individual, their wants, their needs, their desires, and what they want to put into a product. Regarding the inside hearing instruments, what keeps them in there securely? Well, they're custom made to the person's ear is what you're looking to do. Now, there are some behind-the-ear products that have little selective buds that go on the end, and you can put that in the patient's ear, and they'll do fine with it for a little while, and then they're going to need something custom. They're going to realize, hey, I do need that custom piece on the end. Um, So we do work with those as well. Uh, When it comes to prescriptions and things of that for patients everyone's prescription is different nobody's going to like it the same i could put a thousand people with the same technology and nobody's going to want it the same they could have the same loss same technology and everything nobody wants it the same. it's perception it's subjective what do i like something that's loud to you may not be loud to me something that's loud to the next person may not be loud to me so i have to basically look at the product being catered to my need not someone else's. So that's what we look at. That's our main objective is custom. Okay. Custom to that person's need. Regardless how you go, because you aren't tied to any one manufacturer, you can access all kinds of instruments, therefore putting the customer's needs first. Yes, sir. I'm a private practice. I'm putting my hands on just about everything that's out there. Um, I don't. I tend to go away from the generic products. I tend to go away from them. They don't. They don't last as long. Um, they're not as durable for the patient. I find myself replacing a lot of parts on the generic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I try to stay with instruments that have good quality to the product. Um, I'm a Starkey lady. I love Starkey. I love new ear products. I always have. I started off in Belltone many, many, many years ago. Um, that changed. Uh, they're not the same kind of company they used to be. So I left them 20-something years ago. And then I went in and started working with Starkey and New Ear. Uh, I was a troubleshooter for five years before I went out on my own back in 2002. So I've seen a lot of stuff out there on the market, things that need to be repaired all the time, wasn't durable, or had problems with the manufacturer and doing what they needed to do to take care of the patient. I didn't want to inherit those types of issues. So when I started my own business in 2002, I looked at what was the most durable the best quality products that I could put on my patients. And that's what I focused on is putting a better product on them. Now, we have a few different manufacturing companies we like to work with, but Starkey New Year products are the better product, in my opinion. Feedback is great. Their physical fits are really good. They get their fits good almost the first time. Um, sometimes you do have to send it back for the second time. But other manufacturing companies, you have to send about four, five, six, seven, eight times. So for me, I stay away from that mess. I try to look at what's going to be best for the patient, what's going to save me time, and save my patient time. 
So that's that's the overall view of being a private practice. You can do what's best for the patient and not have corporate telling you what you can do and what you can't do for the individual that's sitting in front of you. You've packed a lot of information on your website. We'll talk more about that and how you keep pace with technology in our next segment with Victoria. This is Access Health Radio on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Victoria, you have a lot of information on your website and Facebook pages. And because of the great work you have done, uh, customers are singing your praises and keeping uh, those referrals coming to you. I would say in general, it's just referrals of other people, other patients. I do have a lot of people that do referrals for me through Facebook that tell other people about me or they share our information. So we do have a Facebook um, Facebook account, which is Downey's Hearing Care. But we also have a website, and our website is the best place to go for information. Uh, we do have a discount program page that can, lets people know monthly what we have available if we're doing any kind of specials. So if you are interested in anything that we're offering, you can go to downeasthearingcare.com, and that's downeasthearingcare.com, and go to our, our benefits page. And that's going to provide the information that you may be needing. But we also have some questionnaire pages there, some guaranteed information there, um, insurance information there, things that would be very Formative for an individual that's thinking about hearing instruments. I'm not a manufacturer. I'm not a sales office. I'm a private practice, and my practice is to help my patients. If you have a problem hearing and understanding, my goal is to make sure we increase that quality of life and get you back where you want to be. People always want to get the most up-to-date technology in your business. When does that typically come out? Um, most of the time when manufacturers do a new release on products, they normally do it around the first of the year. So everything comes out around the first of the year. Sometimes they'll bring out something around September, uh, but most of the time it is the first. Um, so what I try to do is just keep up to date with what's going on around me. I try to pay attention to statistics of the technology that's out there. But as far as um, changing, it doesn't change that fast. Okay. It doesn't change that fast. Okay. I'll say about every three to five years, you'll find something really big happen in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you participate in workshops and seminars throughout the year, too, to keep you educated about the new trends and advances. And yes, I do. Like yes, sir, I do. I have to continue to get my continued education every year, but I go above and beyond that. My hours normally only have to have 10. I'm normally about 24, 25 hours a year in education. But what I look at is the overall, you know, where do I need to focus? Where do I need to pay the most attention? Is it about the counseling for my patient? Is it about medical issues for my patient? Is it about hearing aids? What's well, all of it? So I try to focus on programs that give me all the meat that I need at one time instead of have doing handpicking of what I actually want to learn. Mm-hmm. I try to pay attention to it all. We've been visiting with hearing rehabilitation specialist and audio prestologist Victoria Brattan with Down East Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. They have locations in Nightdale at 3009 Village Park Drive and a location at Rocky Mount 1356 Bevenue Plaza. You can find out more info on her practice at downeasthearingcare.com. Her email is downeasthearing at yahoo.com. You can hear Victoria every third Sunday of each month right here 
on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest, it's back to you. That concludes the show, and our scripture this week is from John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.